The following program is sponsored by Friends of Life Outreach International. So I'm reaching back, trying to grab, trying to, and um, all of a sudden I hear a siren. Oh. I'm like, I'm so sorry, my kids are fighting in the back seat, and there's, you know, and Sadie spilled the nerds, and you know, all this. And, um, and he says, do you need me to talk to your children, ma'am? Oh. And to this day, I regret not letting him talk to my children. Why? From Duck Dynasty, Corey Robertson talks about parenthood, next on Life Today. Robinson, my wife Betty and I are just thrilled to have this opportunity. Duck Dynasty, my goodness, what in the world is that? I'll never forget the first time everybody said, you gotta watch this, oh, you gotta watch it, and you, and you need to tape it. You just need to be sure DVR all of them, and you, you wanna go back and get all the ones one way back in, you gotta see this family, said, and they all had beards. It's just a beard, and they put makeup on, you know, so they gotta hide from ducks. What are you hiding from ducks for? It's not like they're dangerous. And then you get these calls, and one of, one of the guys had all these duck calls. It was like he had a hundred of them. And they said, look at what they've done with duck calls. For it. But it, hey, listen to me. It became one of the most watched programs on television. And it was amazing. It was the Robertson family. And they had beards, for heaven's sake. And they weren't even, you know, like comb-drilled meat. They were just <laughs> beards. But what you saw when you watched them was, oh, it's funny. And you think, is this for real? And then all of a sudden you saw reality like you hadn't seen reality. It was like reality that's been missing for a long time. And, and we got one of the members that doesn't have a beard, thank God. <laughs> Matter of fact, I don't think she'd have been married if she had a beard. <laughs> Not to Willie anyway. <laughs> Willie's wife is here and here is their family. This is Willie and Corey Robertson and their beautiful, beautiful family. Many of you saw Sadie when she was dancing so beautifully as a star <laughs> and was the final two. And I think probably joyfully accepted the fact that I finished second. But she was first in her witness and her example and her family. Didn't you appreciate the way Sadie honored the Lord and family and coach and things? How beautiful. Well, Corey has been encouraged to write a book, which she has, talking about strong and kind and other important character traits your child needs to succeed. They need strength, they need kindness. Mother and grandmother and the family understood that. And I want you to welcome mom. I want you to welcome Corey Robertson to life today. Thank Corey, you. Thank you, thank you. You know, we feel like, we feel like that we are now becoming another program for the Robertsons because the family just keeps coming through. Yes. And they all seem to be comfortable. Have the reports back to you uh, been that they're comfortable being here live today? They loved it, yes. <laughs> Jessica and Jeff were just in, and Jessica said, you need to go on live today. I was like, I think I am, actually. <laughs> well, we're thrilled you're here. Okay, Thank let's... You. Are, you, are you amazed at the way the, 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 
the story, the program is gone. It's unbelievable, yes. Whenever, you know, you read the verse about God doing more than you could ever ask or imagine, he certainly has with our little television show. We, <laughs> we never would have dreamed it. Well, I, I see that the thing that gets me is the way you want to honor the Lord. When I saw Willie talking to Sadie about this first date situation, <laughs> and all, it was the cutest thing. And I just absolutely fell in love with the family right there because we have two daughters and five granddaughters. Mm -hmm. And knowing how important that father's concern is and the rest of the family and how you looked in watching dad, it was beautiful. And what, what we actually saw was what we would call a wholesome family that wasn't putting on a front of joy, but actually seemed to be living in it. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Are you, are you guys really a family that seems to be together in a, in a, in a really a, a, an amazing harmony? We really are. That is what you see is what you get on the television <laughs> show. And I think that that's what people were looking for, you know, something that was different. And I think whenever they put us on the air, they thought, oh, we've got this family. They've got big beards. They eat like squirrel and, and they eat like crawfish and all this like weird stuff. And uh, they're from Louisiana. And they thought people would watch it and be like, we're so strange. But instead people watched it and thought, oh, that's like my family, or that's what I would hope my, like family, my family would be. Then. I would hope my family would sit around the dinner table together, and, you know, I would want my dad to be worried about who I was dating <laughs> and that type of thing. Maybe they wouldn't take him out snake hunting, but, you know. <laughs> so. He did well. But people, people are looking for real. They mm -hmm. want real relationships and, and life, meaningful life together. That's right. and, and they're hungry for the family life, too. Mm -hmm. I, I really believe that. And then the prayer at the end just, mm -hmm. you know, acknowledges yeah. that there is something much greater than what we are, you know, what we are living here on this earth, you know, giving the glory and the honor to God there at the end to say thank you for what you have, what we have before us, even if it's frog legs or, <laughs> or squirrel brains, you know. <laughs> thank you, thank you, Father, for that. And yeah. so I think that um, that prayer at the end just really resonated with people. And it just, it wasn't anything we really planned. It's just something that we do. And, you know, it was natural for us. And um, God just took it and and made it make an impact. Well, it's great. I think the Father and the Creator wants His family to enjoy what He created, mm -hmm. rejoice in it and rejoice in Him, and love one another, and then love those outside the family, and it's so obvious you do. Now, when you talked about being strong and kind, which you are, <laughs> and the other important character traits that you want for your children, would you talk about some of those that you believe are important for our children and for all children, mm -hmm. and, and just tell us why you think they're important. Yeah, I think, well, first of all, so I was a young mom, and you know, whenever you first have babies, and I was young, I got married at 18 and 19, so we were young parents, like 22, 24, and at, that, at first you're just kind of trying to survive. You're just like, you know, just get the babies fed, you know, <laughs> and, and um, maybe, maybe make them sleep through the night, God, you know. And then all of a sudden you realize, wow, like this is a big responsibility, you know. It's not just about feeding our children. We, we need to get them to adulthood and have, have them have a strong faith and let them know who they are and whose they are. And so I was actually at a Bible study, and, and the lady said to me, um, like, what values do you want to instill in your children? And so I went home that night, and Willie and I talked about it, and, you know, we just wrote down strong and kind because we felt like um, they would need strength in this world to know that God is with them and for them and that the strength's not going to come from them. It comes from who created them and who lives in them. And so when they have that strength, they're able to go into the world and take risk and to be bold with their faith and be who they are. And then the kindness, and that's for others. You know, we wanted our kids to be compassionate and loving and gentle and all those things that... Um, 
go along with kindness to make the world a better place. Do you feel like you gave suggestions on your own journey with the children that would help viewers and help people who read the book to see how, in fact, they can instill some of these character qualities in their children? Do you feel like you've given us some guidelines? I try to give some guidelines for sure. You know, we're not perfect parents and we're not pretending to be in the book, but Willie also contributed. He has Willie's little words of wisdom throughout and tells stories about the kids when they were little and, you know, some adventures that we had and some times whenever, you know, we might not have done it quite right or we tried to, um, tried to do it better, lessons we learned along the way. Did you like the way he was training when you were watching him dealing with your daughters as they <laughs> reached the uh, age of uh, dating and watching his concerns? How, how was it looking in on all that? He is a great daddy, but I will tell you, when we got married, so we could not have come from more different families in a lot of ways. My, um, think of some of them, tell us. Okay, so um, <laughs> let me think. My dad, the only time I remember him going hunting was because it was a business trip. My dad was a <laughs> businessman and he wore a suit and tie to work and um, my mom, um, she had, she could cook a few recipes. You know, we ordered pizza a lot. Miss um, <laughs> Kay, Miss Kay is an amazing cook. Um, you know, there was a lot of difference. When, whenever Willie and I decided to get married, I was 17 and he was 18, and we said we're going to get married. And my parents, you know did the whole, you know, let's talk about, you know, what that means and all that. Let's look at a budget. How are you going to survive? And Phil says, you know, you can get married in Arkansas at 16. What are you waiting on? <laughs> so, you know, we, we had definitely very different upbringings, you know. And so I come into this family where, you know, it's just a different life. There's four boys and they're fighting all the time and you know. Now they were country people, you were subdivision. I, right? lived, in, I lived in the subdivision, oh, yeah. yes. And my parents actually, this will get you, my parents are pescatarian, they don't even eat meat. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. So there's a lot of differences. So we come and, you know, and I think a lot of people are like that. You marry someone that was raised totally different than you and you come into as parents and you're like, whoa, like how are we going to raise these little kids that God has given us um, and with the same, you know, values. And that's really the thing that, that we had is we were raised totally differently on the outside, but on the inside we were the same. We were raised in families that were very hospitable. You know, we always had someone living with us that needed a home or needed a place to stay. Um, Willie's family always had someone sleeping on their couch that needed a place to crash for the night. And we were raised in families that, you know, had a strong legacy of faith, that families that stuck together, you know, husbands and wife that stuck together through thick and thin, and so loyalty and self-control and compassion, all those values were taught to each of us in totally different ways, but those were the things that were taught to us, and that's what we knew we wanted to pass on our, to our children. How do they feel about the situation now that they've gotten to know Willie and the rest of the Robertson family? <laughs> They're pretty happy about it now, yeah. <laughs> are they amazed at the program, too, and how it went? They are. They've been so much fun, and so I don't know if, if I don't know if the whole the viewers know this, but we all live on the straight, same street. So all four of the Robertson brothers, and then my family, and then my aunt and uncle and grandparents. So it is. So I say Willie and I are the common denominator. It's like four of my side of the family and four of his side of the family, and we're in the middle. So um, it it works out really well. Everybody, it's just it takes you know we all work together and help take care of and raise one another's children, and um, my parents are a huge part of that. I'm very thankful to have them. You tell a story in the book about getting pulled over by the police. You want to tell us about that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's um, hear that. Okay, yeah. Um, so whenever um, the kids were little, we probably all experienced this. Um, we, um, you've got 
I've got four little kids in my minivan, and we were on, um, yes, I did have a minivan. Of course, ha you have to when you've got four little ones. So uh, um, we had gone to this family camp, and it was this awesome spiritual experience. Willie and I were there, and the kids, and they were, you know, little, we did crafts, and we sang songs, and it was just a great experience. Well, Willie leaves early, because he has to get to work, which, of course, you know, that's understandable, but that leaves me to pack up four kids mm -hmm. and our sleeping bags and all of our crafts and everything that we've accumulated over the and weekend. Willie's a wise husband. <laughs> yeah. He, he knows when to go to work. He, is, he was always really good at that. Oh, yeah. but, that's, that's it. So, uh, so we, we go to training school for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I pack up the kids, and by the time we were driving down the road, like, I'm not feeling near as holy as I was, you know, a few hours before. And um, um, so we're driving and the kids are fighting and of course, you know, I'm probably projecting a little bit of my grumpiness onto them and um, they're fighting what in happened the back to seat. Here for I know, I know. <laughs> so as I said, we're not perfect parents. So, um, they're in the back seat fighting and Sadie spills a box of nerds. Which <laughs> nerds have forever been banned in our car since this happened. And so I'm reaching back, trying to grab, trying to, and um, all of a sudden I hear a siren. Oh. And You're probably I'm like, driving like this. Well, that's what he said. Oh, okay. So, um, so I get out and he says, ma'am, um, are you okay? And I say, um, yes, sir. And he says, well, you're swerving all over the road. <laughs> and then I realize he thinks I've been drinking at 10 o'clock in the morning. And I'm like, I promise I'm fine. And then I just start bawling, you know. I'm like, I'm so sorry. My kids are fighting in the back seat. And there's, you know, and Sadie spilled the nerds and, you know, all this. And, um, and he says, do you need me to talk to your children, ma'am? And to this day, I regret not letting him talk to my children. Why? I don't know why I said no, but I did. I said, no, sir, I've got this under control. Which I clearly did not have it under control. It's like, no, sir, I've got this under control. And I just remember getting back in that car and, you know, sitting on the side of the road for a little bit and, and saying a prayer with the kids and saying, okay, we're going to start this over again. And we're going to, um, you know, I clearly don't have this under control, but God does. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I talk about in, in the chapter about, you know, the path that God has laid out for us. And when we follow his path, our, our path can be, can be um, smooth and and not and not curvy and all of these things. But whenever you don't follow his path and you try to think that you're in control, it starts swerving all over the, all over the road. And um, that was just a lesson that I learned from from parenthood. And it's um, I think as parents we learn a lot of lessons. Our kids teach us a lot of lessons along the way. And our children do watch us closely, don't they? And exactly. they pick up things, good or bad, that we do. And and mm -hmm. so we're setting a pattern, a path for them. That's right. And if we can stop and notice the beautiful things God has individually put in uh, mm -hmm. all of them and see the characteristics and the beautiful gifts that God gives these children. Because mm -hmm. they're, it's been amazing to me of all of our children in the same family, they're all different. Right. You know? And we right. mustn't try to make them all alike because That's God right. has given them different gifts. Mm -hmm. But if we can recognize that and then build on those mm -hmm. characteristics, God's got a purpose for them and He wants us to channel those characteristics right. in the right way.
I yeah, love I think that. people know us sometimes. They think our children watch Betty to learn what to do and watch me to learn what not to do. <laughs> <laughs> but they learned well. They had these good examples. I want to say this to you, and because quite a few of the family have been here, but there is a, a, a glow on you that's beyond the physical beauty that God oh, has given you. you. You have a holy glow, a glory. Would you agree that on this Aww. family you can see the glory of God? And I really believe that... I believe that the, the glory of God is like a radiant glory. And I believe you can see it. And, and everyone has always said that about, about Betty and about, about our children. I, we had uh, one of our staff lost her husband in the, in just recently. And, and I called a comforter and we were weeping together because she knew that I was still identifying with the loss of our daughter. And she had worked with Robin. When Robin started working at Live Outreach, when she was only 14, and she began to talk about, I never knew anybody like Robin. I never knew anybody like her. And she just had such a glow, and she just had such glory on her. And of course, we feel that way. And we feel like we have seen it on our children and our grandchildren. I want you to know it's on your family. And I believe God wants it on his family. And I believe it's really time for the church to rise and shine with the glory of God on us. Would you agree with that? And I think the Robertsons are trying to encourage us to do that. And I want to thank you, Corey, and I want to thank Willie and my whole family, and we look forward to having other family members. And listen to me, this is, this is a blessing. It's in the bookstores. You can get it online. And it's something that I think if you have children and grandchildren, you want to say, okay, let me just read about what a family that's pretty amazing. And by the way, I was looking through the beautiful pictures of the family that are here. And I mean, it's, it's really family, and it's just, it's, it's just absolutely awesome. It's like looking at your own scrapbook, except <laughs> it's a very popular family, but she's sharing with you important character traits, and so I really encourage you to do it. You know, I know that you have just recently been to Haiti, and I know that your family loves to help people. Mm -hmm. well, we're going we're gonna to show you... Uh, our grandson, I just referenced the loss of a, of a daughter. Mm -hmm. uh, this is her oldest son who I just know. graduated from Baylor. And as I may have shared with you before, and I'm sure I have, he went uh, straight to Angola shortly after graduating. And I had never seen this. But I know he said, Papa, my life was changed. Papa, it'll never be the same. And he's a leader. He's a brilliant, brilliant young man. And, and these children of Robin are just they, the glory of God's on them. But I want you to look, and you'll see here at the end, you'll watch our daughter's son, and I really believe you will sense what Jesus wants to pour out through all of us on those around us. Watch closely. Wait a minute. I can't get them to stop pressing in on us where I can even get to the suit. I mean, these people are hungry. See the absolute desperation? I mean, I can't even feed them. Unfortunately, too many children know what happens when the food runs out. They know it will quickly become a desperate situation where they're fighting to survive. Children and their parents end up scavenging for anything to eat to fight off their gnawing hunger pains. And sometimes the children will even eat things that aren't considered food just to try and feel better. I'm sitting here with this little boy and when I came in, I noticed he was sitting here and uh, he's eating dirt. Um, he's trying to fill his little stomach and he's trying to take that hunger away. It won't. I've never seen a child eat dirt. The impact of this type of food crisis is particularly devastating to the youngest victims. Once the effects of severe malnutrition set in, 
desperate parents will try and walk for miles to get help in a clinic. This is why we need your continued support for mission feeding because we do know that she's been here about a week now and if you can imagine that she's gotten better, she's improved, so if you can imagine a condition worse than this. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, I pray over this little girl. I ask that you heal her in the name of Jesus. I ask that we help all these kids in Jesus' name. That little baby's never left Chris's heart and all the other things. When he said, I will never be the same. And to hear his dad say over and over, our son has just been so impacted, and he has. And Betty, how do you feel when you see the love and heart of Jesus that our daughter also had so beautifully? And you watch that need that can be met by love and see how Chris is responding to it. So grateful as a mom and as a grandmother that we see our, our grandson loving children, loving Jesus. And that's what God wants for all of us. He wants his love to be expressed through us by caring and seeing the need and, and reaching out and saying, we'll help, we'll make the difference. We'll help that mother save the life of her little child that she loves so dearly. So I hope you will join with us because you know Jesus and you know the love of Jesus. Express that love. Join with us. And you know, Chris is expressing not only a prayer to Jesus, but the heart of Jesus, that baby suffer the little ones to come unto me and forbid them not, and of such is the kingdom of heaven. And, and when you did it to the least of me, you did it to me, Jesus said, have you ever wanted to really just, wouldn't you have wanted to give him a drink of water when he said, I'm thirsty on the cross? Wouldn't you have loved to alleviate the pain that he suffered for you? Well, Jesus says, if you'll touch those little children with my hands of love and compassion, you saw how desperate they were to get the food. Betty, so many times when we ran out of food and we'd watch the little children crawl down in the barrels and scrape the edge of those big old 55-gallon drums trying to get a little bit left to eat it, and it would sometimes fall on the ground and they'd scoop it up and try to get the nourishment. There were thousands there when we were feeding, and we saved thousands of lives. And those people, Betty, when they got on their feet, they began to care for thousands of other people because we taught them how to grow crops. It was amazing. And they not only grew the crops, then they helped others. They didn't just feed their family. It's unbelievable what love can do. Here's what I ask you to do. We've got 400,000 right now in need. Chris was seeing some of those that reached the most desperate point, but he had also been out where they were doing the feeding and where we fill those little bowls and we, we turn them around and get them healthy so they don't end up in a malnutrition clinic. And we're asking you to help us. We actually need right now something desperately needed. We need eight more 10-ton trucks, four-wheel drive trucks to deliver the food. We've got to replace some and we've got to add some. We need over 70,000 more of those heat-resistant orange bowls. All of that is an expense in addition to feeding the 400,000 that they've organized where we can feed them. Now we've got to provide the food and the ability for the missionaries and relief workers to stay there. Here's how it breaks down. $30, $50, $100 enables us to feed three, five, or 10 children. That single gift keeps giving for months. Would you make a gift? 
Could you give a thousand or several thousand dollars toward those trucks? The bowls cost about a dollar a piece. Could you help us with that? At whatever level you can help, please do. Father, I pray everyone would have the concern that our grandson had with that little baby. Make this little baby well. Take care of this little baby. There's so many of them like that. God, help us to get them before they get to that condition and that state. In Jesus' name, would you reach out right now and touch someone with love? Would you go to lifetoday.org, take your bank card, use it like a check, make the best gift you can? Please do it. You're giving the greatest gift. You're giving life. Or you can dial the phone number there. It's a prayer line if people's hearts are broken or you need help. But right now, it's also a helpline. You dial that number, take your bank card, use it like a check, make the best gift you can. Please do it. We have some gifts to send you to say thank you and to bless you. But the greatest blessing is blessing others. Please do it. Please give them life. Would you share life today right now? Go lifetoday.org or dial that number and respond as God leads. Thank you for doing it. Disease, malnutrition, starvation, all terrible human atrocities being faced every day by people living in remote and impoverished areas of Africa. And those at greatest risk are the children. Life's Mission Feeding Program is there, able to feed and care for over 400,000 children in crisis areas of Angola, Mozambique, and Sudan. With previous food reserves gone and malnutrition levels in Angola rising due to increased food scarcity, we desperately need to replenish our supplies for our feeding programs immediately. Your life-saving gift of $30, $50, or $100 will help feed and care for three, five, or 10 children for the next three months. Also, please consider an additional gift toward our $316,000 goal to provide eight all-wheel drive trucks and 76,000 new bowls for the children. As our thank you, we'll send you this soft-covered journal Bible featuring the Gospels, Psalms, and Proverbs for your devotional time in the Word. With your gift of $100 or more to help feed 10 children, please request the complete Holy Bible Journal Edition, perfect for keeping notes and insights as you read and study. And finally, with your gift of $1,000 or more to help feed 100 children, you may request this beautifully framed canvas print of The Forest Chapel by Thomas Kincaid. Please call, write, or make your gift online today. Well, I just believe with all my heart that you're going to follow the, the Holy Spirit's leadership and do what God leads you to do. We've only got a short time left to get the resources for those trucks. That's not something extravagant. It's an absolute essential. Got to deliver the food. Got to get it there. And we're asking you to help. We want to say thank you with the journal edition, the Psalms, and the uh, Proverbs and the Gospels, but also the beautiful study Bible. This is one of the prettiest I've ever seen. The Thomas Kincaid Forest Chapel. Please help us with those trucks. And if you'd like to have Corey Robertson's book, Strong and Kind, to encourage your children and grandchildren, I think you'll treasure it. Uh, if you'd like to have it, uh, it's in the bookstores online. Get it. Get a copy for a friend. But if you just simply give a cup of water, so to speak, give a bowl of food, and you'd say, would you mind sending me the book today? Would you put it in the mail to me? We will. To just say thank you along with the other gifts. So please ask for it. Would you join Betty and me in saying thanks to Corey and all the Robinson family the Beck Dynasty family. Bless you. Thank you for blessing us so much. Thanks for watching Life Today, but more than that, thanks for sharing Life Today.
Something happens between a wound and a scar, and it is called a healing. Beth Moore, tomorrow. Life Today is made possible by the supporters of Life Outreach International. Your gift will be used exclusively for the exempt purposes of life. The ministry features specific outreaches as examples of the programs it supports and conducts. Gifts are considered to be without restriction as to use unless explicitly stipulated by the donor. The ministry is a member of the ECFA.